This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, hot mess of a host, Lo Von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. Bienvenidos, puta. I'm so happy you're here. You've come to the right place. And if you're an OG low lifer, you've been listening to this podcast for a while. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for coming back. We have a great episode in store for you today. If you're feeling a little run down, overwhelmed, stressed, feeling anxious, this is going to be a great episode. You're going to learn a lot from this one. Uh, but before we get into today's very special episode with a guest I'm so excited about, I just want to give you guys some updates. So my dad, I told you last week that he was having surgery, shoulder replacement surgery. I was nervous about it. I was like, oh God, it's a very common surgery, but you still get nervous when someone gets put under, you know? So thankfully uh, he's okay. The surgery was a success. It was like four or five hour procedure. Uh, and he is now in recovery mode. It's a long recovery process. It's not an easy one. He's uncomfortable and he feels like shit, but he's alive. He's going to be healthy and, and he's feeling much better than he did before the surgery. So, you know, glasses half full. Thank God for that. And also in regards to anyone that has to have a medical procedure or going to a doctor's appointment right now, could I just take a moment to say, Thank you to the healthcare heroes out there, the nurses, doctors, actually anyone who's involved in a hospital. These are incredible people, angels on earth. Whether you're working human resources, you're in accounts payable, whatever you might do for a hospital, you're a nurse, you know, a doctor anyway, you're incredible. It's a, it's a thankless job. It's selfless and it's just so valued, you know, what you bring to the table for society. My God, we're trusting these people with our loved ones and they're, you know, just putting in so much effort, time and energy into making sure our precious loved ones are taken care of. So, so I just want to take a moment to say thank you to anyone who's involved in the medical community in any sort of way. You are valued. You are appreciated. You are seen kings and queens. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, and I saw it firsthand with how sweet the nurses were at Cedar sinai Hospital. They were calling to check in on my dad. They were calling me on my cell phone directly because they knew I was a little bit worried about him. Not a little bit worried. I was, I was full-blown meltdown status. Like, I hope he's going to be okay. Like, they didn't know that. Um, but that's how I was feeling internally. Like, I just didn't want anything to happen to him. So I'm glad he's okay. And again, all thanks to incredible nurses and staff and doctors and surgeons that are able to make some magic happen and give daddy a brand new shoulder. He's the robotic man now. So I'm so happy that he's going to have full mobility and be feeling good in about six to eight weeks. So again, thank you to the listeners to my low lifers you know, for the good energy, thoughts, and prayers, well wishes. I have a, a Facebook group, the Low Life Facebook group. And there are a lot of you who messaged me on there and were, you know, telling me that you were thinking of me and praying for my family and, and you know, sending good thoughts to my pops as he went into surgery. So it is so appreciated and, and so needed. So thank you for that. I've still been on that social media break. But it gave me the time to be with my family, take care of my dad, handle some things at home, redecorating my spot, watching some great shows. Oh, I'm obsessed with a few shows right now. Ozark. If you haven't watched Ozark, you're in for a treat. It is such a good show on Netflix. It's dark. 
it's, you know, it takes place in, in the Ozarks, you know? And so it's like hillbillies with money and heroin and addiction. It's very much like Breaking Bad vibes. So if you like that show, then you'd be very into Ozark. But the acting is great. The character development, the way they film it, it's just so thought out, so well done. Jason Bateman, a legend, the GOAT, so good in that show. But I've been watching that show and also redecorating my place. I just got familiarized with the app OfferUp. Have you guys used OfferUp before? Oh, I freaking love it. It's so good because there's some incredible pieces on there. But the thing is, it makes me nervous. I've watched so many Dateline episodes. I think everybody has the potential to be a serial killer. There's a lot of sociopaths that are amongst us in this world. So when you go on OfferUp, the concept is you can put up furniture pieces in your home that you no longer want anymore. You could name your price and someone could either match that price or they could, you know, throw in a bid and, you know, let's say someone's selling a lamp for, you know, 200 bucks, you could say, I'll give you 100 for it. And they can choose to say yes or no. And then through the app, you meet up in person and then you could pay them in cash or Venmo. Uh, so it's great because a lot of times like myself, I'm redecorating my spot. I got rid of so much furniture. I usually would just, you know, drop it off at a, a Goodwill or something, but I actually was able to make a little bit of money off of it and sell some big pieces that I have uh, and put it towards new stuff. So that's been cool. But I met up with a couple people on the app and I was so nervous, but the thrill of it, that's what got me in. I'm like, okay, I'm running a little bit of a risk here. I'm going to meet up with this person and it could either be great and they could pay, I could make some money or they could make money depending on who's selling, who's buying, whatever. And it could be an awesome situation, or it could be a serial killer, a sociopath who wants to kill me, throw me in a glad bag. Who knows? But the thrill of that, the chances of rolling the dice with my life <laughs> are chances I'm willing to take. So uh, yeah, I sold a dresser, but I also got an incredible piece uh, for my bedroom. And it's this uh, teak wood, and it's vintage, and it was originally like I think a thousand dollars. And this guy just wanted to get rid of it and he was selling it for a hundred bucks. So I went and picked that up and borrowed my dad's truck and uh, yeah, butched it up in the truck, but I was so nervous. So on me, I had uh, pepper spray in my pocket, a knife and a taser gun in my back pocket. So I was fully prepared. If this guy was going to kill me you know, I was going to try and kill him first. Uh, but luckily he was really nice. He's a producer in LA and um, no murder needed to happen. It was all good. So yeah, I got a great dresser out of it and uh, even made a friend. Taking time off social media has really freed up some headspace for me. And there's a lot of things that I was neglecting, like wanting to redecorate my home. I cleaned out my closet. Oh, by the way, to everyone who listened to last week's episode, you guys were sending me messages saying you've cleaned your closet. I love that you're inspired to freaking throw some shit out. Feels good, doesn't it? Just to get rid of stuff. It's painful in the moment, but once you let it go and just, you know, say goodbye to it and you come back and you have that extra space in your closet, it's the best feeling. So I'm so happy that that episode resonated with you and a lot of you are cleaning out your closets and redoing your wardrobes. And that's what I was doing too. Um, so I cleaned out my closet and once I had everything out, I gutted my place. I was like, okay, now it's time to actually put in some time and redecorate. And I had the time to do it because I wasn't really glued to my phone as I usually am. That's the way I really wanted to go into 2022 was just really taking care of my mental health, physical health, spiritual, and what you're eating, drinking, consuming, watching on Instagram, you know, viewing on television, reading all of those things 
you know, are all small little factors that come together to paint a big picture of overall health and taking care of yourself. So on that note, I wanted to do a very special episode today and dive into health and taking care of ourselves. So I have a very special guest that you guys are going to love. His name is Dr. Will Cole. He's a leading functional medicine expert. He consults people around the world via webcam. He's written three incredible books, all on taking care of your mind, body, spirit, nutrition, fasting. He is a New York Times bestselling author, and he was just casually named just one of the top 50 functional medicine and integrative doctors in the United States of America. And he is an official health expert and course instructor for the world's largest wellness brands. He works with Mind Body Green. And of course, you might know him through his work that he does with Gwyneth Paltrow's team on Goop. He's been doing great work with them. And that's actually how I was introduced to Dr. Will Cole, uh, was through Goop, G. Paltrow. Um, so I'm very excited to have him on today. He gives some great information that's going to help you out for 2022. I love that Dr. Will Cole does a deep dive in investigating the underlying factors of chronic diseases, and he customizes health programs for thyroid issues, autoimmune conditions, hormonal dysfunctions, digestive disorders, brain problems. The guy does it all. On today's episode, you're going to want to have a little pen and paper ready to go take some notes in your phone because this one is jam-packed with great information that's going to help you. He's going to go over the four things you need to decrease and avoid in your diet to improve your mental health and feel good about yourself. You know, there's certain things that we eat that really can play a part in depression and anxiety. It's been scientifically proven. What we eat really does affect our mental health. Uh, so he talks about the four things to get rid of in your diet or just limit them. He also talks about alcohol, alcohol consumption, how much we're drinking and what it really does to your body, the truth and the secrets behind the bottle. Yeah, that was a tough one to hear, but I'm glad that I know, you know, knowledge is power. I also asked him about cannabis, CBD. It's so big right now, major trend. People love CBD. I use the creams. Um, I love the products and I also take edibles. I'm a big fan of that cannabis life. So I was curious to get his views, his thoughts on cannabis usage. And yeah, he definitely had some very informative answers um, that you could take into the new year. There's another big trend that's on the rise right now, and it's the use of mushrooms, psychedelics. And I was actually surprised by his answer on the usage of mushrooms uh, for modern medicine. And if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, that's definitely part of the podcast that you'll want to listen to. There are a lot of great benefits to microdosing, and we go over some of that today in the show. Also talking about supplements, vitamins, what we need to be putting into our bodies. There's about three or four specific supplements that most of us as humans are just naturally lacking uh, deficiencies that we have. So he breaks that down and talks about how we can get those into our bodies and the best ones to take. Dr. Will Cole is so well-read. He's knowledgeable. He has a very successful practice where typically always charges for his consultations. But today, my low lifers, you're getting a free consultation health breakdown for 2022 from Dr. Will Cole. So without further ado, let's jump into today's very special episode. Hit it. Okay, welcome to the Low Life Podcast, Dr. Will Cole. I'm so happy to have you here, my friend. Thanks uh, for having me. Appreciate yes, it. excited for this one. Is it Will or William? Will. 
Don't be well, too formal. Don't be too formal. Will's no, fine. But William is just like, it's just classy. Yeah, right. It's, it's just like royalty. You literal royalty over here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I always like to start off the podcast with mental health. I like to rate my mental health on a scale of one to 10. One being, let's say, rock bottom, a mental institution. You're being admitted this week. And uh, a 10 would be phenomenal. You just want a Grammy, an Oscar, you're an EGOT, something great is happening in your world. So on the scale of one to 10, how are you feeling today? Well, uh, solid nine, solid nine. Wow. Nine. Always room for improvement. Oh, pretty, shit. pretty chill, pretty chill today. How about you? Nine. That's like, that's a really high rating. I think it's the highest we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I mean, I feel great. I have no complaints in my spirit. So yeah, I mean, starting off the year, is it going well for you so far? Yeah, it is. I'm blessed. I I'm, have a lot to be thankful for. And I think that's honestly, for me, just having a gratitude practice and self-compassion, I'm good. I'm taken yeah. care of. So yeah, nine out of 10 is pretty where I'm feeling right now. How about you? Where are you at? You know what? Uh, I'm going to go with a solid uh, eight out of 10. To, okay, which is, there we go. Yeah, I was a, like a five a couple weeks ago. So, you know, I'm just, it's a, it's a roller coaster of emotion. Right, we all have here. those days. We all have those <laughs> days, yeah. Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty good now and even more excited. And I guess I could give myself an extra point up because you are here with me today. And there are so many questions I have for you. And so I just want to, well, first of all, get into the fact that you are a functional medicine doctor. I was listening to your podcast and you said you grew up in Pittsburgh and you're in Pittsburgh right now. So you're still home base, which is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I lived in California for a little bit, but yeah, I, I like it here. It's simple life. Yeah. I live in the, in the country and I, we're all telehealth, so I could be anywhere. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and it's always been here for me. So I'm, I'm rooted here, but I travel, I mean, obviously, barring the pandemic. But prior to the pandemic, I would travel for work, speak at different things. But for the most part, I'm centered here. Yeah. At one point in your podcast episode, this I don't know which specific one it was, but you were talking about being a bit of a weirdo as a kid or just not fitting in necessarily with the other kids yeah. on the playground. So were your parents hippies and they were super healthy? And then you've, you were kind of born into this life of like taking yeah. care of your body and wanting to eat cleaner foods. And you're mm -hmm. a child of 80s, 90s. Yep. You got that, it. 1983. Nice. 1983. Is that considered a millennial? Yeah, where the I've I read an article, forget what it was. It may have been in the New York Times or something, but it was the '83 and around '83 is are these weird like limbo, like not totally millennials, but not you're definitely not a before. You're not a boomer. <laughs> yeah, or like whatever before, but I, I, or um, before millennials, or I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's a definitely. I think '80s millennials. Let's just say it this way: '80s millennials and '90s okay. millennials are like two different things. Yeah. Uh, just from a social uh, text standpoint. But yeah, yeah. So my, I wouldn't call my parents hippies per se, maybe for Western Pennsylvania they were. <laughs> but yeah, trailblazers. Uh, but for Abbott Kinney, uh, definitely weren't that hippie. But they were into natural things, right? They were into more natural things. That was my like formative years was knowing about health and wellness. And I was a strange kid, I guess, in many ways, not just for that reason. But when you're a kid, you want to fit in, right? But mm -hmm. then when you're older, I might look back and I'm thankful that I didn't fit in. I appreciate it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess were you a bit of a loner as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I was. And I'm introverted by nature anyways, which is kind of 
I kind of like it. I get refilled up. I, I I love people, but I don't really need to be on all the time and need tons of uh, like socialization. But yeah, I, if you know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram five, and which means okay. I'm a researcher, which helps me with my job for sure and my patients. But I'm like uh, pretty pretty introverted. Yeah. Well, growing up with your parents and eating more natural foods, did they get into that because they were dealing with any health problems and then it kind of just became a way of life? Or is that just the way they're wired? And then you continued carrying it on into your adult life, which is great. Yeah. We have autoimmune conditions on both sides of my family. So my mom's side, my dad's side, there's Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune thyroid issues. There's people that have type 1 diabetes in the family. People have MS neurological uh, autoimmune type issues, and many other autoimmune problems. So I think that that probably was the impetus for a lot of things of seeing certain family members go through things and just being motivated to do whatever we could. We can't control everything, but just to do whatever we could to um, be healthy. And it's so interesting, like doing my job, and that's the major, that's the most of my patients are somewhere on that autoimmune inflammation spectrum that I really have a passion to help people with. Yeah, it's really a a sacred responsibility for me because these are not easy things. I mean, autoimmunity is by no means an easy journey. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of components to it and there's a lot of different ways you could treat it. And you're going, I guess, more of the the natural route. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ultimately we're not anti-medication or anti-Western medicine and functional medicine. I mean, look, the Cleveland Clinic has a functional medicine center and that's all the doctors there are trained through the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM, and that's who's trained me and the entire functional medicine center at the Cleveland Clinic. So I don't think it should be seen either or, right? Where yeah. it's like us versus them. It should be both and, and really integrate the best of all worlds within healthcare. And the problem with healthcare it, one of many is that it's so fragmented. It is very tribal and it shouldn't be. I think that's a really old, archaic way of thinking about healthcare, just like with so many other things within life, right? It has to yeah. be this tribalistic, toxic approach versus just being inclusive and b- getting the best of both worlds or get or the best of many worlds. Uh, and that certainly is the case for functional medicine. It's the best of Western medicine, which is being evidence-based. It's running the best labs out there. It's looking at the most cutting-edge science out there. And there's so many, there's so much, many cool studies out there in the scientific literature really pointing to the things that I get to do on an hourly basis with patients as far as improving their health. And the best of alternative integrative medicine in the sense of that it's getting to the root cause, it's getting healthy, it's what's your most effective option that causes you the least amount of side effects. And that's really the criteria that we try to hold ourselves to in functional medicine. Mm, I freaking need that in my life, some functional (laughs) medicine. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. 
It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. Well, I, I have a, a couple questions. Right now, people are really going through it mental health-wise. Uh, depression rates are skyrocketing. People are feeling anxious. And I love that it's the start of a new year. That's great. Uh, but with that comes a lot of stress and people get anxious because, you know, some people have lost a job or are starting a new chapter in their lives. And if this is a really weird new year to celebrate because it's a very transitional time for most people, I think, mm-hmm. um, whether you're going back into an office or you're still grounded, you know, being in your home working, you know, remote. So I did a little bit of research when I was going through some loss and I, I was grieving and I, I was going through it. I was really depressed and I was seeing a psychologist and he wanted me to go on, I think it was lorazepam at the time. So I tried, that was an anti-anxiety medication. And then I tried Zoloft for a little bit and I wasn't loving it. I, I just did, couldn't feel emotion when I was on it and felt completely numb. The, uh, getting off of it, weaning myself off the meds was even a, a rough process in itself too. So I try to go more of a natural way and, and trying to change my diet and, and, you know, do a little bit of exercise and actually go through the grieving process and just feel it. And it wasn't fun to feel. And, you know, and sometimes it still hits. But what I was wanting to ask you about is when it comes to dealing with depression, anxiety, um, mood swings, uh, do you have any tips, suggestions on how your diet can really impact you know, the way that you're feeling. I mm-hmm. would love to get your input on that while I have you here. Sure. And my heart goes out to you and anybody going through those issues. And I, I, that's really what my main passion is, is helping people with different inflammatory problems. And what you bringing up, what, you're, what you've gone through is so important because so many people are going through it. And mental health has an extra stigma to it, just like autoimmunity. And sometimes those things are the same. I mean, they're, they're mental health, brain health is ma- very much a part of the autoimmune world too. But just even beyond autoimmunity, uh, we have to realize that we cannot separate mental health from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Our brain is part of our body just as much as our stomach is or our pancreas is. It's, a, it's an organ. So there's a lot of physiological components to mental health. And there's a whole field of research uh, looking at this. It's called the cytokine model of cognitive function. Cytokines are pro-inflammatory cells. So it's research looking at how inflammation mm-hmm. and all the confluence factors, that combination of factors that go into inflammation. But how does inflammation simply impact how our brain works? How does inflammation impact mental health? And that's a lot of what I look at clinically. So we have to realize that inflammation is a product of the immune system. It's not inherently bad, but inflammation out of balance is the problem. Chronic inflammation, that's sort of the the forest fire that burns in perpetuity that's associated with not only brain health issues, but autoimmune problems and hormonal problems, metabolic issues, digestive problems, diabetes, et cetera. 
and these these inflammatory problems exist on a spectrum. They look very different for very very di- many different people, and can manifest in many different ways. But things like anxiety and depression and brain fog, fatigue and mood swings, these are all things that have, for many people, inflammatory components to them. So we have to look at inflammation as a whole and realizing that the first thing, like if you're looking at what people can do, yeah, every food we eat either feeds inflammation or fights it. There's no like neutral food. There's no Switzerland meal. They're, they're, it's doing something for your physiology, some in incremental ways, and maybe you're not going to notice it uh, in your life, but it's influencing your biochemistry to some degree. And sure. for some, for, I would say for many people, every meal is is doing one or the other in a way that's direct, directly impacting their life, and they don't even know it. So every meal is another opportunity to do one, to feed health or feed health problems, to bring inflammation levels up or down. So where's the, I'm just curious really quick, where, where's the inflammation happening? Like on my brain? Is that what? It's neuroinflammation. Yeah. Okay. So that's where research is looking at is neuroinflammation. And then part of uh, systemic inflammation is neuroinflammation. So yes, it's direct neuroinflammation. But systemic inflammation will throw off your blood sugar, will throw off your hormones, which will further perpetuate signaling pathways because your hormones are like biochemical emails. So when hormones are off, that's going to further perpetuate your mood. Um, So yes, it directly has to do with the brain, but it also has to do with blood sugar, also has to do with hormones, also has to do with what's called the gut-brain axis. Your, your gut, all of our intestines, our stomach, they are, we're actually formed from the same fetal tissue when babies were growing in their mom's womb. And it's inextricably linked for the rest of our lives through what's known as the gut brain axis. And if you think about it, the intestines kind of even look like the brain. But 95% of serotonin, our happy neurotransmitter, of which antidepressants work upon, 95% of that serotonin is made in the gut, stored in the gut, not the brain. It's known as the second brain in the research. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So a lot of people that are struggling with anxiety and depression and fatigue really have to look at this gut brain axis and the vagus nerve and how that influences our mood. And really, when you're talking about inflammation, which I mentioned earlier, 75% of inflammation is also, it's because it's a part of the immune system, it's made in the gut and stored in the gut. So we have to look at the gut as a major driver for brain health in many different ways. Even the bacteria colonies of the microbiome in the gut has been shown in research to influence our brain and neurotransmitters. So there's so many far-reaching different paths and mechanisms of which the gut wields influence over our brain health. So every food we eat is another chance to build one or the other. So I would say if you haven't already, I would say decrease or eliminate entirely what I call the inflammatory core four. Those are going to be gluten-containing grains like wheat and rye and barley, spelt. Number two would be industrial seed oils like canola oil, vegetable oil, soybean oil. Third would be added sugar and really look at labels for any added sugar. And then number four would be dairy, more conventional dairy more than anything else, but like the dairy that you're getting in your restaurants and in supermarkets and things like that. So looking at Decreasing those four will dramatically lower inflammation levels in your body, which will automatically start improving mood. Not to say that's the only, it's not a magic cure-all for everybody's mood problems, but it's a foundational tool. And then from there, labs, health history, we can really integrate tons of different protocols based on what's going on. Because at the end of the day, things like anxiety, 
and depression, fatigue, they are multifaceted. So we see those issues like check engine lights on a car. You know, the check engine lights on, but why? For one person, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. For the next person, it's A, B, and C. So there's some common truths amongst everybody. Like I just mentioned the foods. If you haven't started there, start there. But beyond that, there's so many. It's bioindividuality. That's the heart of functional medicine. We're all different. So I could have, I could list a hundred different things, and it's not all we're gonna all gonna be relevant for one person. And we want to find out what's the most relevant for you, and that's where functional medicine comes in. Wow. Okay. So when that check engine light comes on, um, I'm usually that person that will wait a little bit of time and drive and just you know kind of chance it a bit. Yeah, it's going to go away, right? It will go away or my car will just give out, but I'm I'm willing to roll the dice. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like when when that check engine light is coming on for people, I like that you should uh, try and get rid of those four things. By the way, those four things that you just mentioned, those are all uh, the ingredients of some of our favorite foods. I mean, come on now. I'm just, hey, when's the last time you went through a drive-thru and got like chicken nuggets or something? No, I mean, (laughs) I I probably never, but I would... Say what? the 80s, maybe. No. Like, my friends. Yeah. Wait, just... hold on. The last time you've had any form of fast food was probably the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Well, uh, other than if you count Chipotle, I eat Chipotle. Okay. So I don't, it's not drive through, but I, I go to Chipotle. So there's some really awesome fast food places out there. I, and I, I really love what Chipotle is doing. They're really coming with alternatives that are decent quality. I always get diarrhea when I go there. Always. It goes <laughs> right through What it me. is. It must be, it might be the oils. It, some of the oils that you use are not the best, but even healthy foods, even healthier foods, what works for one person may not work for the next person. But no, like real, like cl- classic fast food. I can't tell you the last time I've been through anything like that. Wow. Have you ever had In-N-Out Burger? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't live in the West Coast now. But I okay. do, I have gotten fast uh, in and out. But again, I don't think of them like that. And what I get is a double meat protein style with just onions and like veg- tons of vegetables on it. That's what I'll get. And I mean, I get, I don't, I have probably have it probably once every couple of years, but um, yeah. yeah, I've done that before. Do you drink alcohol? No, I, I mean, I have, but I just like, it's not a regular part of my life. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but alcohol is a neurotoxin and it is like really, I, I lose friends every time I talk about this, but it's the part of what gets me with alcohol is there's no judgment. People can do whatever they want. Right. But what I don't like is people in the wellness world, like my community of that tries to normalize it and glamorize it as some sort of thing. Like, I I don't know. It's, it's, I, I would only recommend low alcohol low sugar, organic, biodynamic wine or something like that if you're going to drink. But personally, I like, I feel great off of it better. You know, I know I like feeling grounded and awake and alert and conscious. And anything that diminishes that is like a bad trade-off for me. And alcohol is part of that. Yeah. And you refer to it as a, a what kind of poison? No, it's a neurotoxin. Alcohol oh, is a neurotoxin. A neurotoxin. So it's a oh. brain, like a, it's a toxin to our nervous system. And that's no shade on it. I mean, that's no shade on people who decide to drink, right? I mean, I just want them there to be informed consent. And many people don't even realize it. They may know they don't feel great doing it, but it's just so embedded in our culture that we normalize something that yeah. is like, why are we doing this to our, each other? So I really like the, like, the um, sober curious movement that's happening amongst millennials and Gen Z that are like, 
just because our parents did something like let's do something different do you think when it comes to drinking do you remember the uh got milk campaign and everyone the all the celebrities had the milk mustaches that's our generation um and it was huge it was going on for years and i feel like that was definitely led by the dairy industry and Mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of money you know bankrolling that campaign that wasn't necessarily that good for us because then people were like oh we're getting sick you know, people are like, oh, maybe dairy's not that great or drinking whole milk. We should lay off and, and go the almond route. And I almost think the same thing applies. Well, you would be the perfect person to ask. But when it comes to one glass of red wine is actually great for your heart. It's, you know, there's a lot of health benefits to drinking red wine, at least a glass and a little bit of dark chocolate, which I'm like, hell, sign me up. <laughs> but in fact, is that one of those like, theories that's been i guess just pushed out that narrative and it kind of has a mind of its own that's its its own legs to kind of and yeah it's become part of what everyone thinks for the most part right it totally i I, that's a good analogy it's like it's definitely i mean the research is around resveratrol right it's the compound in in grapes you have to drink so much wine to get what the therapeutic benefits of it uh, is it's just it's that there's so many better ways to get resveratrol without the neurotoxin in it. It's this very interesting comment. But look, I mean, there is some evidence to show that alcohol in small amounts for some people can act like a hormetic effect. It's a hormesis, which is like a good stress. So you're basically stressing your body a little bit. So like occasional small amounts of alcohol may have some benefits because it is a neurotoxin. So you're giving your body a little bit of this stressor. So it's like making your body more resilient because your body's trying to protect itself. To me, there's just better ways of bringing hormesis into your life without any drawbacks. Like that's why people do intermittent fasting or people that do like cold therapy or sauna therapy. Mm. Those are all hormetic effects. Exercise, high intensity interval training is a hormetic effect. Good stressors that make your body more resilient. So yeah, I could find something good about alcohol, but I just think that the drawbacks way outweigh any positives in your mind drinking alcohol you might as well have a cigarette i mean yeah I mean, one it's all, the same. All, it's all poison it's, it's all, all poison it's, it's a matter all, of how much how much you want to bring in Christ. to your life yeah i want people to have agency over their health and people have informed consent they know what they're doing and they decide to do it then no shame on them like whatsoever i want people to have the freedom to do what they want to do problem is i just think there's not informed consent right there's there, there's no conversation about these things or very little amongst in health and wellness in the average american so i just want people to make the decision for themselves and if they're going to have something like alcohol let's get the better alternative and that's why i like i mentioned like organic low sugar low alcohol so it's the least damaging and we live in such an awesome time where you can get these things so like if i'm going to recommend alcohol and i have to recommend some alcohol to patients because i have to be pragmatic and say well if you're going to drink like do this so like there's a company called dry farm lines i have no connection with them other than i'm a functional medicine practitioner and this is i have to vet this stuff for my patients but they curate european wines that fit that criteria that i talked about earlier so Mm, if i'm if someone's gonna drink then go for something like that where you're actually gonna do the least amount of damage got it okay As a a functional medicine uh, doctor, mm-hmm. I'm so curious. What are your thoughts on the use of cannabinoids? It is such a popular thing right now. I wonder if there's just like this 
this little convention, not a little one, actually a fucking massive convention where all of these healthcare companies and different holistic and I just, they all the like the power of the minds all get together. Like, what are we going to sell to the people now? Let's make it coconut oil, put coconut oil and everything. Now it's going to be olive oil and now it's going to be CBD and there's CBD and everything. Like I just was sent some CBD cereal and I was like, all right, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll try it. Like there's so many different products out there that contain that particular, what is it? A, a chemical CBD is. Yeah. It's a compound. It's a, a compound, compound that's in hemp. So CBD, there's CBG, there's different cannabinoids, which are these compounds within hemp and marijuana. Yeah. But the CBD that you're seeing on everywhere, you're right, there are meetings and there are secret <laughs> meetings that we have within the wellness world. Some of them are not secret, uh, but companies are smart, right? Companies are seeing trends. They talk to doctors like myself. They want our input on what's going in the research. What, what are people looking for? What, are, what do you see like the next thing that's coming out? But at, honestly, in Anaheim, in, in Orange County, there's uh, Expo West. Have you heard of that before? At the Anaheim Convention Center? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I have they, heard of it. That's the largest natural grocers expo that we used to go to every year. I mean, it's been oh, off for wow. a couple of years, but like that's a public one, but like it's like very much industry, innovation, next things. There's lectures and everything. Yeah, so CBD is, it's a good thing to consider. It's a natural thing. Uh, there's a lot, it's the Wild West right now, right? There's so many things on the market that you really have to vet and know what you're taking. Um, not all of them are created equally, not all are worth your time or money, but it's a way to modulate and support the endocannabinoid system, the ECS, which is the our body's regulation of inflammation, our mood, anxiety, stress, modulator. It's a lot of, it's very powerful, the ECS. So CBD is one way, not the only way, to help support a healthy, balanced ECS and cannabinoid system. Mm, okay. Um, problem is, they're just slapping CBD on tons of things. It may not be the therapeutic dose, may not be good quality, may not be organic, may not be third-party tested. Oh. Like, what's what's the like vetted? Like, just because it says CBD doesn't mean that you should be taking it. And the the price point always goes up too if you yeah. throw that CBD label on it. Like, I yeah. spent a hundred dollars on a CBD cream, and I was like, damn, it's yeah. pricey stuff. It does I mean, it did help my. I had a tough workout, and it you know helped my shoulder. Uh, or did it? Was it just mental? I don't know. That's the thing. There's something to be said about the placebo effect, but I mean, that's if it works, it works, even if it is just someone's mental perspective on it. And I think that's very fascinating in and of itself, too, when we do things, someone's attitude towards it, someone's mental state towards it, the mind-body connection, very fascinating. But no, I mean, based on the actual phytochemical com compounds of CBD, there's a lot of exciting signs of it actually modulating CBD in a positive way. But do mm. I think everybody needs it? Not necessarily. It's just a tool within the toolbox to consider. Yeah. Uh, do you do you like to smoke weed? <laughs> no, I don't. And I that's don't. the other thing too. I, I, when we talk about CBD, yes, it's a normally what we're getting is full spectrum hemp oil, but it's also in marijuana. Uh, yeah. THC is higher in marijuana. CBD is lower in marijuana, and it's the opposite in hemp. It's higher CBD, lower C uh, THC, or negligible THC. Marijuana is another one of those things that I think I'm being such a Debbie Downer again, but 
it's one of those things within the wellness space, especially in LA, right? And in New York, it's it's very much glamorized, normalized, it's legal, all the things, right? In California. And the reality is the research shows it's actually not great for the brain at all. Um, mm-hmm. You look at Dr. Amen, who's in Orange County, actually. Uh, he's done thousands of brain scans. And the people that have the worst brains are alcohol users, drink, like regular drinkers and people that smoke marijuana. So do I do, wow. do I think that marijuana can be a tool? Because some of my patients need, it's the best tool within their toolbox to be on medical marijuana. But yeah. it's the, their most effective option that causes them the least amount of side effects. So zero shame if somebody needs to be on medical marijuana and it's the best medicine for their chronic pain or autoimmunity or panic attacks or trauma. I mean, PTSD, I can go on and on. There's a lot of beneficial clinical applications for marijuana but the recreational use the abuse of it the making it like it's like drinking coffee not healthy at all it should be used with a proper prescription and being monitored by a doctor oh wow yeah so me just randomly taking edibles one night not the best move no i do enjoy it though have a good night's sleep. I'll give you that much, but it's probably but you not can great. get CBD. You can get CBD with some THC in it, low lower, and that may be fine. But uh, these recreational users that are doing it all the time, smoking it especially, it's not the best tool. Tool. I would want to find them something effective without the drawbacks of of smoking it so much. Right, right. Have you ever had a massage like a CBD massage? I haven't. You haven't. Oh. That is a game changer. Um, I had a, what is, I had a what is, CBD oil and then massage you with CBD oil. It was a CBD based cream that had THC in it. Mm. And so THC was going into the pores, you know, as wow. they massage me, but it was, it was euphoric bliss. That's what it wow, was. I have to check that out. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You will not it. check it out. <laughs> There's no chance you would ever let someone give you a massage with some THC, putting poison in your body. It's too pure. No way. But I, I am curious though, if you did ever smoke weed or take an edible, wow. Like, because you, your system is so clean for the most part. I feel like of anyone I've ever talked to in my life, uh, you probably have one of the cleanest systems out there. Wow. My friend. I mean, Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't, I've never, I've never smoked marijuana before. Yeah, yeah. That's great. You were talking about some of your patients. That's a tool that actually can help them. And I totally get that. You know, sometimes, you know, you have to outweigh the pros and cons. Yeah. Of course there is damage that, you know, cerebral damage if you do smoke marijuana regularly, but there are some benefits in dealing yeah. with processing PTSD, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The same philosophy, I guess, could be applied to the use of shrooms. And microdosing is another thing that is on the rise right now. And I know that it's not mainstream like CBD and using, you know, uh, smoking weed and and cannabis, of course. Uh, But I almost think, well, we'll see at the next convention. But mushrooms (laughs) might just be the next hot trend for 2023 or something. But I've noticed a few friends of mine. They went off of their anti-depression meds and they started microdosage with an actual doctor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they've noticed it's helped them tremendously. Yeah. I'm curious, have you had any patients that you've suggested that route for? How do you feel about the use of shrooms to treat anxiety, depression, you know, anything actually, I guess, uh, in regards to your mood, stabilizing your mood? 
uh, there's some very compelling research and it's an emerging research and a lot of psychedelics, not just mushrooms, not just psilocybin, are be, being fast passed uh, through clearance of the FDA because it's so compelling and people yeah. are being helped by these things if they're properly dosed, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I, I've seen really remarkable turn of events in the positive direction for people that have like PTSD, uh, as I mentioned earlier, people that have anxiety disorders, major depressive disorders that are doing it appropriately, microdosing and other uh, ways uh, to get the psychedelics as well. Um, so I, to me, I would say it's very promising. And just like I mentioned with marijuana, which technically is a psychedelic as well, all will have different experiences depending on what you're talking about with psychedelics. But I would want to inform people to and implore them to look into what MAPS is doing. And MAPS is an organization that's really doing the research and looking at psych psychedelics and, and mm -hmm. in a clinical setting. A colleague of mine, a friend of mine named Will Sue. Um, Dr. Sue is a brilliant voice in that world. So I really Oh, and dealing with psychedelics and yeah. and what's what's that chemical called? Psilocybin? Is that psilocybin. it? Psilocybin. Yeah. Psilocybin. That's what's, in, that's what's in the mushrooms, like the magic mushroom. Psilocybin is the compound. Right. Yeah. I did a bit of a deep dive into it just when over the pandemic. I read this book by uh, Michael Pollan. Yes. Uh, and it was, I believe it's called like Changing Your Mind or something like that. But um, he's someone who knew nothing really about shrooms and and definitely was not someone who would advocate for it at all, which I kind of liked because he's, you know, more on the uh, naturopathic and he's all about what you eat. And yeah. he's, I think he's a, a brilliant author, uh, but he really broke it down in an interesting way. And I was like, oh, wow. And it, uh, there are a lot of benefits. I think it's more promising uh, in regards to a future with shrooms and the medical usage of, of those to treat patients than actual medicinal marijuana. I'm very excited about it to get people in that space that are already going through dark things to yeah. really have a tool that could be really helpful to reset their system. It's I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to try your supplements. That's the next question I have for you. Supplements. Uh, I want to get on that subscription. Is that what I do to get your supplements? <laughs> I want to start subscribing. Yeah. If you I want, want those to. sent to me. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Have some great things. Yeah. Yeah. In regards to supplements, I know you've been asked about them. Uh, it's a very common question. And I know when it comes to taking supplements, there are a lot of different ones out there. Uh, the placebo effects and people have you know, regarded it in that way that it, there's nothing they're really doing except making your piss yellow. <laughs> uh, I, I think that there are some benefits to it. And I'm taking a bunch of stuff. And I'm hoping for the best. I'm on, I take turmeric and, you know, vitamin D and a bunch of other stuff. I'm prescribed vitamin D actually and, and potassium, but I would love to get your take on supplements and how important they are to helping someone in bettering their life, their health, you know, cause I know they're a big part of your patients and, yeah. uh, and I mean, and you have your own brand of supplements, which is pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Food is always first, right? And food, you cannot supplement your way out of a poor diet. So it's always, okay. I'm telling patients, you, you start, have to start with food okay. as the foundational stuff from a nutrient density standpoint. And the supplements fill in the gaps where maybe you're not getting the therapeutic dose you need. So like the supplements I have on the website are the most common deficiencies that I see. Some of them you can't get through foods alone. Like vitamin D is a good example of that. You could get out in the sun, but most people aren't getting in the sun that much and maybe 
you know, too much sun, you know, isn't good either. So striking a good balance, yes, getting out, getting outside, getting healthy sunlight for your skin type and where you live, where you live, certainly a good idea. But even people that are doing that, their vitamin D levels aren't in the optimal range of what the scientific literature shows to be beneficial for your mood boosting. Like the brain is rich with vitamin D receptor sites. The immune system needs vitamin D, regulates inflammation levels in the body. It does over 2,000 different pathways. It's extremely important. Jeez. Every cell of our body has a vitamin D receptor site. So uh, vitamin D3, we want it about 60 to 80 in the optimal range to be a blood test. We can quantify this. Most people, even if they're living in Southern California, are not in the optimal zone. So dosing with 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 around there, checking, testing periodically is a good yeah. idea. So that's like one of the things that I have online. So I, I think your supplement list, if you're just looking from an average, I'm trying to support my health, start with food, and then you should only have a handful or less than a handful of supplements that make sense. So vitamin D is one of them. Magnesium is another one. It's deficient in so many people and it's responsible for brain health, mood health, energy levels, digestion. So that's another one that I have out there. So it's really, the reason why I have even have supplements is because people would ask me so much on social media, hey, I'm not a patient, but what what are the like core things you recommend for people? So that's just, just the stuff that mm. I see deficient the most in most people. So vitamin D, magnesium, B vitamins, like methylation support, because of modernity and the foods, the, the depletion of our soil and the quality of the foods that people are eating. We have, a lot of us have impaired methylation, which we need for detox pathways, hormone health, brain, brain health and mood again. So a methylfolate, methyl B12, these are extremely important too. So not that much, but a, a core set of supplements can be very helpful to, to level up how you want to feel. Yeah. Well, I started off on vitamins at a very young age. I loved a good Flintstone vitamin. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and I've been taking, God, those were so good. Um, and I've kind of just continued with taking vitamins and I don't know what a lot of them do, but I know they're beneficial in some way. I've noticed when it comes to doctors, you know, prescribing medication, for example, like if you have high cholesterol and I use that one just because I know my dad's on a cholesterol medication. And the thing is, he said it runs in his family or our family. So I, I don't have high cholesterol, thank God yet, but they put him on this med, you know, that he has to take this pill every day. And I said, dad, how long, how long do you have to take that? And he said, uh, I get like the rest, the rest of my life. I was like, holy shit. You have to take that random cholesterol pill the rest of your life. And I guess doctors are cool with that. My question to you is, should you be okay with that? Is that okay to take, let's say, a Prevacid, for example, um, if you have GERD, you know, where you have a high acid in your stomach, right? That's Is that what GERD is? Yeah. Uh, where you produce too much acid? Mm -hmm. uh, but I know people that have been on Prevacid for up to 15, 20 years, they just take it regularly or cholesterol medication. If someone's listening to this and they want to get off those pills uh, because they don't need to be on them their whole life, or maybe they do. I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess my, my answer would be, it depends on who you're talking about, but I would say this: yeah. informed consent back to my earlier statement about all these things. I just think there needs to be an open conversation and I want people to have choice. I want people to have a choice for their healthcare. Instead of just told they have to take this pill, that's your only option, see you later, this you're gonna be on this for the rest of your life. 
that's not entirely true all the time. So to make these blanket statements to doctors make to their patients, uh, because that's the way that mainstream medicine is set up. They're trained to diagnose a disease and match it with a medication. And that's why we are trying to change that in functional medicine and really being that may be a tool that some people need. Some people are alive because of medications. There's no, no question okay. about that. Of but course. We, there's, but the, we also have to talk about what's your most effective option that causes you the least amount of side effects. For some people, medications fit that criteria. I mean, they need to be many other people that's not the case they mm. are but yet it's the only option given to them and it's not the most effective option for them and it can, it can cause a lot of potential side effects so to me what the cleveland clinic is doing with the functional medicine center there and many other people within my space of functional medicine i'm really just saying let's just have i'm what we want people to have agency over their health and be informed of course and make the decision that's best for them between them and their doctor and part of that is their doctors need to be educated about these things too, not just pharmacology, but actually through lifestyle changes, because there's a lot of things you can do. Cholesterol, you mentioned statin drugs. I mean, that's a there's a lot of misinformation about that because about half of people who have heart attack and strokes actually have normal to low cholesterol. So it's a very poor predictor to saying, this is your cardiovascular risk factor, a cholesterol above 200, let's put them on a statin drug. That's a very reductive, oversimplified view on cholesterol, but that's what they're given. That's what happens. If his cholesterol is yeah. above 200, everyone's put on statin drugs. So in functional medicine, we're running conventional labs called that are called nuclear magnetic resonance or NMR tests, which looks at what's called the subfractionation of the particles that carry cholesterol. You just wow. need to look at what's called these small dense LDL particles. Those are little oxidized, rusted sort of BB bullets in a way that can tear through arterial walls. Those are problematic. And statin drugs can have a mild anti-inflammatory effect, which is beneficial for some people. So there are there's studies that show that a low dose of statin drugs for middle-aged men who've had heart attacks and strokes, because it lowers inflammation slightly, they can be beneficial. The problem is everyone and their mom is given statin drugs without even questioning that this should apply to everybody. So these broad mm. sweeping over generalized recommendations is a problem. This is bioindividuality. That's back to my earlier statement. It's like, let's find out what's best for your body. And we should be able to ask questions. We should be able to say, okay, maybe this is a tool for a while, but can I get healthy to get off of these medications? And that's that's where like diet comes that in, having. supplements, and you could find enough exercise and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's totally. other natural ways to lower and it. there's many other doctors that aren't in functional medicine that are trying to do better and i i think the new wave of doctors are going to be these type of people that are like hey let's explore these things we'll we'll take the medication if we need to but let's try to avoid it and do the best we can with lifestyle changes first that's the best type of doctor and i think that that applies to statin drugs that applies to you mentioned the, the zyrtec many other things like why do i have the problem in the first place it's not ultimately a medication deficiency so let's figure out why i have it so i can maybe get off of it if it's possible yeah this is a little random but while i have you i have to ask because i struggle with this what deodorant i should be putting on my pits and the thing is i'm i love old spice pure sport love the smell but i'm worried that i'm going to get cancer lymph node cancer lymphoma that's how you say it right i'm nervous yeah I'm well nervous. i mean and I, I try a bunch of different 
natural deodorants they all make me stank they don't work and so yeah i I hear you so i mean we should be mindful of what we put on our skin our skin's our largest organ we put on the skin is a lot of it is absorbed so i absolutely right i agree with you that we should at least vet what we're putting on our skin i'm not saying everything has to be all natural for everybody but look there is things that there are things that we use in the united states that are not even legal in other countries and many of them are not tested in low doses meaning that of course they they will say well high doses of certain things are not good but you're not getting the high doses so don't worry about it well there's actually no studies to show for a lot of the ingredients that we use not just in deodorants but self-care products as a whole that mm. these low dose that we're always putting on our skin we're always using in the shower always using in the bathroom we don't know the cumulative effect down the line so i just err on the side of let's just pick the best of what we have whatever we have within our budget accessible let, and there's so many good alternatives out there that are at Target and Walmart and Costco and Aldi that you can uh, get better for you alternatives. And brands are aware of this. Big brands are aware of this. And people are wanting for, for these healthier options. So, But I agree. There's a lot of deodorants out there that don't really work. Um, they're not as effective, I should say. They're not as effective as the, the more conventional ones. A brand that I love that's really good, Agent Natur. Uh, yes, is, that's I want. I want to know the brands. Yeah, Agent Natur is one. Primally Pure is another great brand. Um, Primally Pure. Where can yeah. I find? Is that just online, or do they sell yeah. it at Target or something? Primally Pure, you get it online. Agent Natur. There's you can get them at, at, uh, at Neiman Marcus and a few boutiques and things, but they are also online. And Corpus is another brand that I think is okay. really smart. And yeah, those are some that came to mind, come to mind as far as No, I love the recommendations because I know a lot of people are like, what the hell should I be putting yeah. on my armpits Tar- right now? <laughs> yeah, Target, Schmitz at Target is pretty decent. Uh, Native is another one at Target. Is, it's good. So there's more and more brands out there in the form of, you know, for deodorant that are effective. Everybody's microbiome, skin microbiome is different and uh, situations different. But I've seen them be effective for myself and my patients. Yeah. Well, when I look at the label, I don't even know what I'm really looking for. I just, well, one thing I guess is aluminum free, right? Yeah. That's one thing. Right. So, you know, a good resource for this is the environmental working group, ewg.org. Look at their skin deep initiative. They vet a lot of products. So you can like type in the product name and they'll grade it as far as the uh, ingredients and the research around it. Yes. Oh, I'll link it in this episode. Perfect. All right. Well, at the Low Life Podcast, we always do a round of of rapid fire questions. Uh, these are questions that just whatever comes to the top of your head, my friend. Um, so I would love to do a round of them with sure. you if you're down. Okay. So it's time for a, a round of rapid fire questions. Here we freaking go. Cottage on the beach or cabin in the woods? Oh, cottage on the beach. Nice. Celebrity crush. We'll go with uh, female and male celebrity crush. Mm. All right. Female crush. She's a friend of mine. I'll just say that. Gwyneth Paltrow is my female crush. Love it. All right. We're down for some goop. She's a sweetheart. I love her. She's a good friend of mine. Um, But I, you know, I crush on her brain and her tenacity. I think that's amazing. Uh, and male crush, let's think, I mean, let's say Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Even, even when he has that cigarette, it's okay, no. Barack. No, I'll, I'll forgive him. <laughs> If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press it, Will, what would you make that magical natural belly button do? Time travel. Oh, shit. Time travel. Like, I, I'm a history nerd, so like I think about this way too often, but time travel. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what part of history are you going to? Mm. If you well, could, like right eight, now, I'm just 18th, so curious. 18th century, you know, United States, founding of the United States. I, I want to be a fly on the wall watching this. <laughs> yeah. Shit show. Oh, what is your go-to favorite meal? If you had a last meal, let's say you're on death row, what's that meal going to be? What are they serving you in prison? Um, Anything you pizza. want. Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's... I would get it like gluten-free, organic, all that stuff because I love the taste <laughs> of it, but it's pizza. Sure. Yeah. Great. Uh, when are you most inspired? When I'm in nature. So the beach or the forest. Honestly, it's a meditation for me. What's your horoscope sign? Libra. Libra. Okay. He's a balanced king. What movie is a mood changer for you? One that you've watched multiple times. You can quote it, but I'm not going to ask you to quote it, of course. <laughs> and it could be I any movie you want. I don't really rewatch movies. I, I don't know what it is about me. I don't really rewatch movies, but I, have you ever seen Outlander before? My dad's obsessed with Outlander. Okay. But great show. Anyway. It's a historical fiction. It's good. Yeah. Okay. What is your top love language? Are you familiar with the love languages? Yeah. Physical okay. touch. Physical touch. Number one for you. Um, Isn't okay. most guys? I think most guys are physical touch. Uh, actually, it's been a pretty it's been pretty divided between physical touch and uh, quality time and mm. words of affirmation. Actually, those are the top three that we always get. Words Do you know what enneagram you are? Oh shit! I did the test and uh, I have it written down somewhere. I think I'm. I'm a five. Uh, you're a five. Uh, what was the one that was? Uh, he. <laughs> she was telling me that I can't take no for an answer. I like to lead. I question uh, everything. Probably, probably eight or seven. Eight. Eight, yeah. Which, what's that one? Challenger, Challenger. yes. Yeah. There I am. <laughs> um, I, oh, shit. What are your top three songs that you would put on your life playlist? The, the playlist at the clinic here, we, when we consult in patients, I, I put it together. But it's a lot of, like, ambient music. Um, okay. And, like, EDM, kind of, but, like, more chill EDM. Or you could just do three artists that you love, too. That's fine. I love I love 1975. Uh, I love Adele. I think Adele is doing some amazing things, and she just seems like an awesome person. Oh, you know what? Let me give Whitney Houston a shout out. I think she's yes. gone too soon, man. Whitney I know. Houston, I, I like because I'm, I'm an '80s kid, right? But my kids, my son's 15, my daughter's 12, and I'm like, I play Whitney Houston, and I'm like, this is what sick i'm such an old man but this is what voices sound like this <laughs> is good true music. Like, there's she, never been another voice that i think no. can compare to whitney jennifer hudson's great but she yeah. oversings sometimes it's a lot yeah um, it's but, a lot but you know what i'll tell you what ariana grande is good too i, I really do think she's good she's no whitney houston good. but i can appreciate her she's more on the mariah tip yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's another icon I'm obsessed with. All right, what is something that people commonly get wrong about you? When I when Intuitive Fasting, my newest book, came out, there was a lot of chatter online about it because the title and people were confused about it and 
Gwyneth Paltrow wrote the forward of the book, I think there was just a lot of uh, noise about it. So I think that they were, people didn't, you, the saying is, you know, no, don't judge a book by its cover. That's really what happened. And the mm. book's such a middle of the road, positive book, a flexible, intuitive book about intermittent fasting. So yeah. I, I never had been felt so misunderstood until that time, because it was like, it's, it's, it's frustrating when you know, when you're doing something with such a good heart about it and you know it's not controversial, but the media and people on social media made it something controversial. Uh, that, it's not one thing, but it was like a period of my life where it was, um, I learned a lot through it though. Yeah. How do you even go about correcting that narrative? You know, cause like it's out there. So I think what I learned through this is just stay in your lane, stay focused, keep doing what you're doing because the people that want to understand will understand when you speak truth to the noise. And I think that the problem is when it bends you out of shape, when you get upset and you take it personally, it's just not worth it because ultimately if you're doing it with a good heart, with good intentions, the world sometimes gonna is gonna misunderstand things and some people are just committed to misunderstanding you and it's not your job to try to convince them of, of it if they are um, don't have ears to hear. Yeah, sure, damn. Uh, you're a New York Times bestseller. Um, how long did it take you to write your book? Your last book, we'll go with that yeah. one. But you've written four books or three, three books? books? Yeah, I'm three working books. on my fourth one right now. But the three books that are out, um, Intuitive Fasting, I started it at the end of 2019. Okay. And then I wrote it the entire 2020, but I wasn't traveling anywhere. It's a pandemic. So I really wrote it over the pandemic and uh, came out at the beginning of 2021. Wow. That's actually pretty fast. To, yeah, I it was mean, like a year and a half. A year and yeah. Half, yeah. You were re- I mean, well, you were so buckled down though. Like, yeah, you I strapped, know where to go. Like, you I know where yeah. to go. I just, <laughs> so you could put all of your tension and a focus on there. When you die and come back to this world, let's say you believe in reincarnation for this question. Yeah. What animal are you going to come back to this oh, beautiful whale. world as? Whale. 100%. <gasps> kind of whale. Love whales. Yes. Wait, same. That's my animal too. Well, wow, I'm curious, a... what kind of whale would you be? I'm not being picky about it, but. <laughs> blue, oh, we I need to know blue, the specific a, one. A blue whale, humpback yeah. whale, maybe. I beautiful. really, I always. The algorithm and Instagram knows me well because whale videos show up quite a bit and I'm not mad about it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I watch. When I go to bed, put on a couple whale vids. Oh, it's, it's so very calming. calming. Very calming. Yes. yes. Thank you. Magical, mystical creatures. Yeah. And I didn't, well, I learned this, but a blue whale is the size of a freaking school bus on I a know. good day. They can get even Thank bigger God than that. Thank God for whales. I just like, they are just the best. They're a little, they're a meditation on earth. They're just so relaxing. Yeah, my favorite whale is an orca uh, because oh. they're the number one predators of the they're ocean. They're bad. I mean, they're don't mess with orcas. They will mess yeah. you up. They will fucking kill you. They will. Yeah. And they like to play around with their prey, too. They're pretty sure sick. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you're an enneagram and I'm a five. Yeah. Like, go, I'm real deep in the ocean. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here wanting to play with my kill. <laughs> So I always like to leave the low lifers with some words to live by. And if there's anything you tell yourself or a quote by someone or even yourself, you can share that and leave the listeners on a high note. Yeah. Well, it's really a mantra at the clinic I hear is that you can't heal a body you hate. You cannot shame your way into wellness. You can't obsess your way into health. So part of my job in the way that I 
really educate people about functional medicine is just bringing a grace and a lightness into wellness where it could, people could be so obsessed and it could be really arduous and restrictive and, and just negative. I don't want that to be. I think that's antithetical to sustainable wellness. So I really want people to have like an intuitive confidence on what their body loves and helping them discover that for themselves. Mm, absolutely. I will say uh, social media could be a pretty toxic place at times. And people always talk about, you know, comparative culture and how difficult it is to navigate this world when you have a constant feed of what's going on in everybody's life and their highlights and yeah it could be really rough on your psyche. You know, I just recently took a bit of a social media break, uh, but I also in, in doing that social media break, I went on a muting spree and just muted a lot of accounts that I didn't really need to see, you know, nothing against them, but I just want to keep it pretty positive in my feed right now. Um, so there's a lot of whale <laughs> videos and, uh, and I follow a few accounts or I didn't, I didn't mute a few accounts and I, I recently followed you on Instagram and I have to say you were doing some great work because if, if you're worried about social media, anyone listening, being a toxic place, your page, you've made it a real safe haven for positivity, great work. And I feel like it's actually very uplifting and informative. It's everything I'd want in a page. Thank so you. Um, I love what you're doing and, uh, and there's just so much that goes into it. And I don't know if you have a whole team behind you, but no, it's just me. Instagram's just me. Yeah. Oh shit. Wow. Well, you're doing great work and, and you're someone that I, I don't want to mute. So oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Making me feel good. Uh, but anyway, I'd, I'd love the listeners to be able to uh, get in touch with you, follow you uh, again, read your book. So I will link everything in this episode, uh, of course, for them. Um, but if you could just share your social media handles so you. that the listeners can can reach out to you if they want. Yes, it's been great. Thank you so much. Everything said drwillcole.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com, Instagram at drwillcole. I'm trying TikTok, but again, I'm like 83 kid, man. I'm too old for this <laughs> Are your kids helping you with it? No, no, they aren't. I, my kids are, I, my kids are rare kids. They're really, they're not on social media. Wow. So they could help me, but to me, it's like, you know, they're not on social media. They don't need to be on that. Good for them. No, but I have some Gen Z people on my team that are helping me with TikTok. So I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, you know what's great, though? I would say uh, when it comes to TikTok, uh, when it comes to like producing content and stuff, your podcast is phenomenal. And so Thanks. if you and it's filmed, so just take a bunch of clips from that, put them out on TikTok. That's a good there idea. Go. Yeah. There's your content that you need right there. I think people are hungry for it. So anyway, thank you. that's my two cents. But thank you again for coming on. You're such a delight to talk to you. And I'm honored and privileged to have you on this podcast. Really, though. Thank you. That's the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And I just want to take a moment, take a beat and just say gracias. Thank you from the bottom of my spicy heart to each and every single listener uh, that takes the time to be here, that shares this podcast with their loved ones, their friends, their family. It is so appreciated, especially for this little up and coming little shit show. We are a new podcast. You know, we're Fresh on the scene, we're a year into it, but there are millions of podcasts out there, thousands of them launching every single day. So the fact that you're choosing to spend time here and listen to this little hot mess express all aboard, my kings and queens, it means a lot. And I will just never take you for granted as a listener. There's just not enough words for me to say thank you for how much I just appreciate each and every single one of you because I couldn't do this podcast if it weren't for you, the listeners, really, though. 
I'm learning that the way this podcast is able to stay afloat is, of course, sharing this podcast with your loved ones. But a big game changer for it is taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just leaving that five-star rating and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Also rating it on Spotify, giving it five stars on Spotify uh, if you choose to listen to it there. Uh, helps tremendously. It helps with the algorithm, the analytics. It helps with keeping the actual podcast afloat. So again, thank you for taking the time to do that. And it could be anything you want it to be when it comes to living review. You can throw a little rainbow, a little dick eggplant emoji, uh, throw some tamales my way, whatever you want it to be. You could write an actual message. It is all welcomed and so appreciated and does make a huge difference for this podcast. I've been putting together these low-life gifting boxes, and they have serums and products that I'm obsessed with that I use on my own face and gifts from our sponsor. There's some gift cards, some trashy sangria, just putting together some things that I actually love and use that I'm hoping you will love and use as well. Um, but that's my top love language is gifts. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, all you have to do is leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts uh, and then leave a review, write something in the review section, but make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review, put your IG handle, because I might just be sliding into your DMs to get your address to send you a little something, something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. And I want to take a moment to just shout out some listeners who've taken the time to write something. I read each and every single review, and it means so much that you guys are listening to the show and enjoying it and taking the time to write that uh, because there's a lot of work that goes into it. So thank you for that. So I want to shout out the first listener at Whitney Ingram. Whitney Ingram writes, yes, queen, five stars. I am loving listening to this podcast, Low. It feels like you're a bestie catching me up on life while also making me cackle. And I so appreciate you for that with a heart and a little star. Thank you, Whitney. I love a good cackle. And so the fact that I could put a smile on your face really makes me happy. Next listener is Aaron Horman. Aaron underscore Horman writes, all right, what does this queen have to say? New year, starting off with great energy. Five stars. I love listening to The Low Life. Your humor and genuine personality make you a wonderful podcast host and a person. Aw. Listening helps me to relax, unwind, and even learn and grow especially in regards to fashion. Your girl needs a lot of help in that area. <laughs> Thanks for spreading joy and honesty. Keep up that awesome content. Aaron, thank you for that. I will still keep putting out great content. I'm coming back to Instagram. I know I had a hiatus. I'm back though. Also going to do a TikTok. Debating if I should do a Patreon or not. Don't know if you guys would be into that. I'll ask in the Low Life Facebook group, but let me know. But there's some exciting things coming up in 2022 that I cannot wait to share with you guys. More great podcasts, more amazing guests, and a lot more laughs coming your way, Aaron. All right, we have time for one more review. This one's coming in hot from at Aaron Schwab. Is that how I say the last name? S-C-H-W-A-B-E. Schwab or Schwab? Schwab I think it's Schwab. Okay. At Aaron Schwab writes, a must listen five stars. I always look forward to listening each week. Thank you for making me laugh, cry, and really give myself some grace. Adore this podcast with a couple hearts. Oh, Aaron, that is something I am learning to do with myself. And I'm glad that you could get that from this podcast too, because it's definitely, you know, a learning curve. We're all on this journey together. And when it comes to, you know, being hard on yourself, damn, that's something I've always struggled with. So it means a lot that you would say that you're learning to give yourself some grace because same queen, same. I'm definitely learning to, you know, let some things go, not be so hard on myself and give myself grace and show some grace to other people too, you know? 
And I think that's the perfect note to leave this podcast on. Like Aaron said, giving yourself some grace. So I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Maybe pour yourself a nice big glass of some neurotoxins, some wine, maybe make a cocktail, (laughs) get that poison in your body. (laughs) Take some time for yourself this week and apply those serums. Watch a good movie or binge watch a really good show. But don't forget to drink your water, Puthas. We, we love, love you. you and we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>